Hey y'all, welcome to episode three, right? Episode three? Mm, yes. yes, episode three of Relationshiping and Handling. Uh, I'm Hunter, your host, and this sexy thing oh, right God. here is... Jasmine. Yes, Jasmine. She is my co-host, and uh, if what are you I to me? I should be the host, and you should be the co-host. What do you mean, what am I to you? What's your relation to me? Oh, what do you mean? What I already know. Why don't you tell them? They already know. You put pictures you of know? me in all the videos. All right, well, she's my girlfriend for everybody out there, since she's being way too stubborn right now. Um, and she is here to help me talk about um, this week's topic, which is... Uh, early dating life or elements of early dating and uh, so right now right about here I will be showing you guys some pictures of us early on in our dating oh, God. Um, since we have been together for almost two years now um, November was Dang. whenever November of 2018 was whenever we started dating oh wow yeah and so uh, we have quite a few early uh, relationship pictures. We took quite a few pictures early on. Uh, I'm very happy for that, glad for that. Um, but we're going to be talking about things that come up in uh, early dating, um, things that you should do moving forward, um, and just a shameless plug because I tried to do it the last time. But uh, this one right here, she has a YouTube channel. And we'll be putting it in the links below. Uh, I highly suggest that y'all check it out. Um, she talks about nursing school, uh, being in nursing school. Um, there's actually a video of the two of us talking about our relationship. Um, she That's has a done, good one. yeah, it is a good one. And she's done some vlogging, whatever that is. Um, I'm sure they know what that is. Right, maybe. I love vlogging. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's definitely worth checking out. She does a really, really good job. She edits a lot better than I do. No. Um, at least I think so. Um, so anyway, that is the shameless plug. Um, Don't forget Richard and Gabby. Shameless plug. That oh, right, right. Yeah. And shameless plug for my best friend and his wife, um, Richard and Gabrielle Overman. Um, they have a podcast and a YouTube podcast. Uh, called Marriage Takes Three. I got it right this time. Um, and they are definitely worth looking into and listening to. They uh, approach many different topics having to do with marriage. Um, and they approach it from a biblical standpoint. Standpoint, sorry. Um, and, and even if you're not married, definitely worth listening to. Uh, I get something out of it every time. So check out those two channels. They will be down below. Um, so anyway, uh, this week, since we're dealing with uh, early uh, dating relationships, uh, like every week, I have a course scripture that we're going to be uh, kind of referring back to throughout the, um, throughout the podcast, and it is found in first, Second Corinthians 6, 14 through 16. And so start in 14. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? And Belial is like this um, uh, lower G God idol um, 
that was that was around definitely during like the first couple of centuries um, AD um, what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever what agreement is there between the temple of God and idols for we are the temple of the living God as God has said I will live with them and walk with uh, walk among them and I will be their God and they will be my people so Paul is Paul is of course writing this letter to the Corinthians um, and he's he's talking about uh, kind of influences right and and being associated with with uh, you know watching out who you're associated with um, a lot of people take this um, the first the first part of it do not be yoked together with unbelievers it is very much a verse that is that is taken um, in context of of marriage uh, being in a relationship with someone who is an unbeliever when you are a believer it's not something that you should be doing um, Richard and Gabrielle uh, had this had this come up um, where people have said things like you know is it okay to marry an unbeliever or okay to date an unbeliever when um, when your point of view is well I like them a whole lot we have a lot in common and I just want to save them and, and you know like get into a relationship to save that person so they answer the question I will ask you that question is it okay no okay why do you believe that um, you put me on the spot yeah because it doesn't well not that it doesn't make sense but I feel like it won't work for the long term right and I think I think part of that comes from the fact that there's a word used there yoke um, and and we don't use that a lot in our society um, at least in this country um, because there's not as much agricultural stuff going on um, but a yoke is this device that's put over the shoulders of a beast of burden, two of them actually, and they and they're together, um, and it's it's usually you know a couple of oxen, a couple of donkeys, something like that. And what it's what it's there to do is it is to keep them together and going down the same path. And what it tends to happen is if no one is driving them, right? If they're like out there plowing the fields or whatever, and the driver isn't around anymore, well then they're going to go in the direction that they want to go. And so um, the stronger of the two is going to move them in the direction that they want to go because they're bound together. And so uh, I, I like this I like this imagery uh, of this yoke that you are carrying with your uh, partner, with this person that you first start dating. And the direction of your relationship is going to go in the direction of either one where God is the driver and commanding you to go or it's going to go in the direction of the person who is the strongest or the most bullheaded I guess or whatever to and and a lot of times I believe and I have seen and, and it's happened to me personally is um, the person who is not a believer tends to shape the the direction of the relationship because of the fact that there aren't as many rules and you know rules and regulations whenever it comes to not believing like there's there's not a don't do this don't do that um in in being a, a non-believer 
but whenever you're a believer, there are things, um, commandments, covenants to follow after because it's the way that God designed us to be. So um, we're going to be keeping that in mind throughout um, this entire podcast. Uh, I would say, you know, keep that in mind whenever it comes to uh, friends and maybe business owner or, you know, uh, business partners or uh, whatever. So you had a you had posed a question to me beforehand in um, the first time that we tried to to record this. So what was that question? What about two believers not in the same spirit spiritual maturity? Yeah. So what you're saying is like somebody who is very spiritually spiritually mature, and and another person who is maybe uh, a baby Christian, as we like to call them, or, or just like really early on in their faith, yeah. or maybe not even trying to grow their faith, right? Yes. Um, I would say that it is possible, but it's probably not the best idea because of the fact that, um, again, being yoked together, you're going to go, you're going to go in the direction of the person who, um, who, who will move the relationship. And mm-hmm. I, I think that just as, as much as it would be easier for uh, a non-believer to steer the ship, so to speak, it would be very easy for someone who is early on in, in their relationship with Christ to steer the ship because um, maybe there isn't as much knowledge there, there isn't as much drive um, to move in the right direction. So wow, it was a good. good, it was a good question. I'm glad that you, that you came up with that. Um, so babe, why don't you tell us what we're going to be kind of going over today? Why don't I tell you? <laughs> okay. Ready? Uh-huh. Giving and receiving background information, mm-hmm. setting boundaries, Okay. time management and date ideas. What was the last one? Date ideas. Okay. You kind of just speak softly. So. I want to make sure that they... Very quickly, too. (laughs) Very quickly. So giving and receiving information, setting boundaries, setting priorities, uh, or or time management, sorry, and uh, date ideas, right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, well, before we jump into that, let's let's pray really quick. You good with that? No. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that we live in a country where we can speak about this and post about this god we thank you so much for uh your teaching um lord i thank you so much that we have gotten things out of this um, podcast ourselves even though we are well past the early dating uh stages god I, i pray that whoever listens to this whether they're single whether they're married whether they're just now dating or or uh you know they've been dating for a very long time god that they can receive uh, something from your word, uh, from your words, not my words, not Jasmine's words, Lord. Um, just speak through us. Uh, we thank you and we love you. Pray all these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. So let's just jump on into this. Um, we are first going to be talking about giving and receiving information. And we're going to start with receiving information. Um, and the verse that goes along with this um, is... James one nineteen. So why don't you read that for us? One nineteen. Mm-hmm. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Yeah. 
That's a, that's a really good verse, uh, something that I have tried to hold on to. Uh, I don't do a very good job. Uh, you can ask Jasmine about that. I know nothing about that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but... Uh, but it's but it's true. It's it's something that uh, we look to whenever it comes to um, having arguments. Is is that's that's a verse that, that a lot of people go to. Um, being upset. That's a verse that a lot of people go to. Um, but I would say that this is a good verse as far as just keeping in mind um, what we're going to be talking about, which is hearing versus listening versus retaining. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, kind of breaking it down. Um, there are three types of ways that you can um, receive information from someone, and it's very important early on that you recognize. That's okay. Go ahead. Finish yawning. I'm done. Okay, um, but it's it's really it's really important that you recognize, especially early on, um, what those three are and and what their purposes are. So the first one being hearing is just you know shutting your mouth, letting the other person talk and hearing what they're saying. Um, the second way, which is just kind of a step up would be listening and listening is hearing what the person says, but also obtaining, um, some knowledge into their thought process, their emotions, and maybe, maybe even their motives Mm -hmm. behind what they're saying. Right. I think that's very key in getting to know a person. And then the third thing is uh, retaining. So you have, um, retaining is listening to a person. And so hearing what they have to say specifically, but also knowing and hearing, um, what their motives are, their thought process, their emotions, and then committing those to memory. And this is something that you can't do to everything unless you have an eidetic memory, which is basically like a photographic memory for, for hearing. Um, and uh, I I had to look it up. Don't don't worry. No, uh, don't you be too impressed. Didn't. I did. Um, <laughs> but but retaining is important uh, when it comes to certain things. If uh, I'm just letting you guys know, I would be in big trouble if I forgot her birthday. If I didn't retain her birthday, it was December the fifth. I would be in a lot of trouble. I would be in a lot of trouble if if I forgot her mom's name. You know. Um, there are other things as well, uh, including like remembering what her love language is, which we'll be getting into here in a little bit. Um, it's very important that I retain that information so that when I need to, when I want to make her feel loved, that I speak to her in her love language, right? So those are the different ways of listening to a person or receiving information. Um, and so babe, why don't you talk to us about, um, giving and receiving, uh, background information, um, like prioritizing what to tell. Um, why don't you go ahead and, and read, uh, Proverbs 15 two. No. Okay. The tongue of the wise commends knowledge, but the mouth of the fool gushes folly look at me gown yeah so basically like a <laughs> a wise person uh, a person who is is uh, wanting to do things the right way wanting to to uh, be smart about the way that they're going about doing things they are very much into knowledge 
um, and, and important things rather than being a foolish person who is into just talking about whatever. And, and in the, in the, in terms of, of prioritizing what to tell a person, we're talking about like a wise person is going to be committed to talking about important things, um, like what we're going to be talking about, whereas a person who is foolish, uh, who doesn't really care, is is showing that they don't really care about what is talked about. They're going to talk about sports and the weather and you know things that don't really matter as much, especially early on in a relationship when you're really trying to get to know that other person. Mm. And before Jasmine goes into these different priorities of what to talk about, I would I would say that it's pretty important. Uh, this is my own personal opinion, not not something that you should just like follow blindly. Um, but it's my personal opinion that you should probably get, uh, you know, quite a few of the big baggage topics yeah. out of the way early before you even start dating. Um, and and I think that is because you want to be respectful enough to to that person that if they can't handle or deal with your big baggage issues then they can let you know up front before you even start dating that it's just not going to work. Yeah. Um, and that's another reason why I believe you should prioritize to talk about certain things more often early on in dating because you want to respect that other person enough and you want to be respected enough to receive information that is going to be important enough to maybe make that decision between okay yes we can stay together and i can deal with this or no i can't Mm. what do you what do you think about that yeah i agree with that you agree with that yeah i wouldn't be inclined to do that myself yeah because it takes me a little bit to warm up to people right but i do think that that is the way you should go about doing things okay well i'm glad we're on the same page uh our, our situation was a little different just because of the fact that I had a lot of, of big baggage items to disclose. Uh, and yeah. that, was, that was very important that I did. So anyway, babe, why don't you go into uh, what we should prioritize to tell? Okay. So the big, more important things like core beliefs, family dynamic, past and present, right? Mm-hmm. What else? What your childhood was like. And your love languages and communication languages. Yeah. So those those are the most important. So how much time do you think you should spend talking about those? A lot. A lot. And why do you think that talking about core beliefs um, and love languages and family dynamics, why do you think that that's really important to talk or spend most of your time talking about or, or quite a bit of time talking about with the person that you're starting to date well i mean because if they don't have the same core beliefs as you then that's gonna have cause problems right. or if you don't understand how someone's family works or how they work in their family then you don't necessarily know like not only how to interact with their family but how to interact with them about their family yeah right yeah mm-hmm. and then the love languages there are five love languages of course so right. there's uh there's gift giving there's um, uh, words of affirmation, uh, acts of service, uh, physical touch, and quality time. And knowing what that person's love language is and, and telling a person what your love language is, mm-hmm. that just sets the, the table for that person or, or you to be able to 
speak to that person and and love that person um, the way that 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 they receive love um, so that you're not doing all these things thinking that you're showing love to that person but ultimately not right they're not receiving it the way that you mean to be showing it right right and what do you think out of those what do you think we did a really good job of doing and spending time talking about core beliefs you think so I don't know. I'm just asking you. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Do you think that there was anything there that we didn't really do very well? <laughs> Family dynamics. Family dynamics? Why do you say that? And because we didn't talk a lot about that. And we okay. struggle with that a little bit. Well, not so much anymore. But, like, your family, compared to my family, like, goes about doing things very differently. Yeah. And my family is incredibly confusing to understand and how we all interact with each other. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would agree. We, we, we probably should have spent a little more time with that. Yeah, I think so. So, um, so those are the big things, things that you spend quite a few, quite a bit of time on. Um, are there anything, is there anything else? The small things? Yeah. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Hobbies. Mm-hmm. Goals and strengths and weaknesses. Okay. And why do you think that those are things that maybe are smaller but should be talked about? And that you maybe need to spend a little less time talking about than the others. Well, I mean, if you have to be mentally prepared to watch a lot of sports, <laughs> then you probably need to know that in the yeah. beginning. Do you know that from personal experience? No. <laughs> of course not. We don't watch sports all the time. Yeah, no. No, of course not. We don't love baseball. <laughs> that is true. I know. It's very true. I know. Okay. Well, thank you for that. That's a... Yeah, I think that those are the main things um, that we should keep in mind whenever it comes to giving and receiving information, um, especially early on in a relationship. And of course, those things can be throughout an entire relationship. Um, I think they're just continuations um, as you go along. So now let's let's talk a little bit about setting boundaries. Um, and let's start off with, uh, with the verse... Um, Proverbs 4.23. Why don't you read that for us? Am I reading all the verses today? Just about, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Excellent. And there's actually another translation that says, um, guard, guard your heart, um, for everything you do flows from it. Mm. Um, so your heart is the core of who you are. And, and from, from the heart, you're going to do things, you're going to say things, you're going to, uh, you know, you're going to think things. Um, and so we should be very guarded of our heart so that nothing penetrates in that would be uh, harmful mm. in the acting, the saying, the thinking, right? Mm-hmm. So with that, we're, we're, we're talking about boundaries, right? So guarding your heart is a boundary. And you have to build boundaries. They're not just going to happen, right? And so um, the strength of your boundaries is based on how well you build them. Mm-hmm. And so with that, um, we'll go to Matthew. I'm going to read this this time since you decided to complain so much. Sometimes I'm so sassy uh, today. Yeah, we're going to read Matthew seven twenty-four through 27. And this is towards the end of the Sermon on the Mount, which I went into a couple of weeks ago. 
And um, so Jesus is talking, um, giving this huge, huge sermon. It's definitely worth something, um, definitely worth looking into reading um, because it's one of the best sermons ever delivered. Um, He talks about a lot of things that ruffled people's feathers. But he starts talking about um, something that a lot of people have already heard before, and it's the wise and uh, foolish builders. So starting in, in verse 24, Therefore anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain came down, and the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who builds his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. So what Jesus is saying here is to build your house on a firm foundation. And a firm foundation is, is of course, the rock, which is Jesus, uh, or the Word, um, the, the, the Holy Word, the Bible. And um, if you want a strong, uh, if you want strong boundaries, well, then you've got to have a firm foundation and you've got to build up walls. Mm. Um, not that you can't tear those walls down, not that you can't, like, put a put a door in there so you can open up the walls, you know, or, or expand the walls, whatever it might be. Um, but to have a strong, uh, boundary, you need a firm foundation and walls. Whereas if you are not going to have a strong boundary, if you're going to have weak boundaries, it's going to be like lines in the sand. Mm. Um, walls are going to keep you inside of something. But if you just draw a line in the sand around you, well then, how easy is it for for you Super to easy. yeah to to just walk over right? And uh, I've struggled with addiction for many years, um, and the way that I describe it is, I would draw a line in the sand and go, okay, I'm not going to go past this. Mm-hmm. But then it was so easy for me because I did not build up a wall and because I did not have a foundation, it was so easy for me to step over and go, eh, I'll do this now, and I'll just draw a new line in the sand. Um, and so a lot of, a lot of uh, boundaries, I believe, come down to this, right? And so how can you build up walls? Well, first you, first you find your boundaries based on the Bible and what Jesus has to say. And then the second thing would be to write them down. Each person write them down and then come together, read them to each other, and then form a list as a couple. Yeah. And if you have that tangible um, piece of paper... Um, if you're like Monica, um, from friends, then laminate it, you know, um, that way it can't be, it can't be, uh, altered or destroyed or anything like that. But if you have that tangible, um, piece of paper, well then it is more of a wall than it is a line in the sand because now you can go back to it and go, look, this is, this is where our boundary is. Um, and then of course, at the end of it, I would suggest committing this to each other, but also committing to God these boundaries. So, um, there are three different boundaries that I, uh, I feel like God was, was kind of giving to me. Um, and the, and the first one is spiritual. So why don't you, we're going to kind of go through these pretty quickly, but why don't you give some examples of like what, what spiritual boundaries would be like? 
like being in the same type of church or at the same church yeah eventually yeah biblically based yeah how to act as brothers and sisters in Christ right because before we would be girlfriend and boyfriend we are what we're we're in relationship with 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 Jesus mm. and we are all part of the body of Christ right mm-hmm. um so so we need to be looking to what Paul says in his letters of how to treat fellow Christians mm-hmm. fellow believers and and we should bring that into our relationship as as a couple don't you think sometimes I can I can most of the time (laughs) so yeah the um, dealing with spiritual boundaries that actually really goes back to the core scripture that we have for this episode and and being equally yoked right Um, especially what you were talking about before of of being at the same church eventually at least uh, or similar churches uh, because it would not be all that beneficial for you know, me to be a Catholic and you to be a Presbyterian or something like that because we, we would, at the core, have different core values and, and different theological standpoints. Um, and so I think it's pretty important to at least be attending a, same, a similar type of church as long as the, as long as the theology matches, right? Yeah. And, and then eventually have your uh, goal to be going to the same church. Um, because how weird would that be? Two years into us dating, me going to one church and you going to another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that just, would never work. Right. Well, I won't never say never. Right. But but for us. us, for us, it definitely wouldn't. Uh, now it's a little different since we met each other at church, but yeah. So now uh, emotional boundaries. Um, I'll just go through that a little bit. Um, basically, with emotional boundaries, definitely. Um, my examples, my suggestions would be don't be manipulative, right? Uh, mean what you say. Uh, this is something that I used to do quite frequently, and that is I miss you, I love you, well, I would do this for you or whatever, and that's just a, a way of manipulating, just saying those things to manipulate the person into doing something for you, um, and that is most definitely um, could be fixed with emotional boundaries, uh, so not doing something like that. Uh, don't push subjects that the other person is not comfortable with. I don't do a very good job of that uh, a year and nine months into us dating. Uh, but I, I am a lot better than yeah. when we first started dating. Uh, or when we first started arguing, which was, you know, a little more than uh, a year ago. Because um, it took about five months for us to start arguing. Really? I think so. I remember it being a while. Yeah. We were in our like really start arguing. Yeah, I guess so. So, um, and then, and then of course the other thing that I would suggest, and this is really aimed at guys, there is such a thing as being too guarded whenever it comes to emotions. Um, guys struggle with that more than, more than, uh, women do, um, because we are the, just rub some dirt on it, you know, don't, you know, real, real boys don't cry, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Real men don't cry, whatever. Um, Yeah. But there is such a thing as being too guarded because if you're too guarded with your emotions then the other person is not going to know what's going on with you. Um, so definitely be guarded enough with your emotions but don't be too uh, and overly guarded. Um, 
And then lastly, physical boundaries. This is something that is talked about quite a bit, I, I think. Um, especially in churches, especially whenever it comes to being in relationships. Um, it is very important. Um, but there, there are some tips and things that I would say. Um, again, from the very beginning, I, I said from, uh, at the very beginning of, of talking about boundaries, and that is go to the Word of God and find those boundaries. Um, don't let someone else tell you what those boundaries are. Mm -hmm. Go to God and let God reveal those boundaries to you because He will. Um, if you are diligent enough to do that, if this is a big enough deal to you, then He will. Um, and whenever it comes to, to physical boundaries, my suggestions would be this. Set an overall and a public um, boundaries for for this. Um, overall being something like, you know, uh, you know, no sex, um, if that's something, it would be uh, it would be very wise to spe specify what sex is to you, uh, because there are many different types of sex. Intercourse is not the only type of sex, right? There's oral, there's all sorts of other things. I'm not going to go ahead and get into, but um, it's important to specify what is what is what for you, um, you know. So that that could be something that's an overall, uh, maybe nothing you know, not to be too crass, but like nothing under clothing or, or whatever. And then public, some people aren't as into PDA as other people. Um, and so being able to have public boundaries is also very important of like, you know, nothing past kissing, nothing past holding hands, things like that. Some people are not as comfortable, um, in public. Um, and then, and then lastly, I would say, you also, especially, and I'm talking to you guys, especially y'all, need to have individual boundaries whenever it comes to physical boundaries. Um, so there's there's a there's a verse in Job that I have memorized. I don't need to I don't need to read it. Um, but because I struggle with sex addiction, um, this this boundary is something that I have committed to myself, and that is Job 31:1. For I have made a commitment with my eyes, or a covenant with my eyes, not to look lustfully upon a woman. And so, um, just looking lustfully at someone is something that I do not want to do, uh, because Jesus then goes into it and says, I, I surely I tell you, if you look lustfully at a woman, then you have committed adultery. And so, for me, it was, it was I don't want to look at someone lustfully, because that, to me, is committing adultery um, to the person that I am. I am with. Um, there's also other things like masturbation. Set boundaries with masturbation. Set boundaries whenever it comes to having conversations with the opposite sex. Um, Jasmine knows that the only women that I would talk to one-on-one um, -on -one without like putting in um, like a, a group text or whatever would be women that Jasmine also knows that if I said anything inappropriately, they'd be like, Hey Jasmine, look what your boyfriend just said to me. So, um, I think that's very important as well. And those right there are between their commitment to yourself and their commitment to God. So that's boundaries. Um, so now time management, this is something that I really wish that we would have talked about early on a lot more. Um, and, uh, full disclosure, we, uh, we have over the last week or so gotten into multiple arguments over this subject specifically. It doesn't look the same as it did whenever we first started arguing over them, 
but we still did argue a few times whenever it came to time management. Um, so with time management, I believe that it does a few things, right? It sets the tone. You know, are, are, you, are you going to be strict or flexible with time? And how does each person view time? So why don't you tell us? Who is strict and who is, is uh, flexible with time? Oh, I'm strict and you're flexible. Right. So what, sure. is, so what does that look like whenever it comes to time management for each of us? Like I am very like organized and very like once that we decide something, then that's what it's going to be. And I don't like to really do too much with it where you're right. like spontaneous and you're like, well, why don't we just do this or whatever. Yeah. yeah. We're both, we're both off today. Let's go to the park. Or, well, we don't go to the park, but... Uh, <laughs> let's go get ice cream. Yeah, let's go That's get ice cream. Let's, let's go walk the trails. And, and for you, is that pretty... Like, ultimately, you just by yourself, is that easy or, or, or hard to, to just do? It's, I mean, it's hard because I'm the type of person where it's like once I have my schedule laid out, then I know where like my gaps are to get things done. Right. And so then if it like something spontaneous comes up, I like, and I'm not mentally prepared for it, then it kind of stresses me out or makes right. me feel like, oh, well, maybe I was planning on doing this during that time or that time was designated for whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, so along with that comes priorities. Um, I would say, especially early on, communicate with each other. I mean, communication is a huge deal um, within relationships in general. But early on, especially communicate with a person. If you're not to the place that we are, where we have a shared calendar, then then um, then communicate and say, okay, over this week, I have this big thing coming up. I have this big thing coming up. Like you used to tell me, you know, we would we would sit down usually on Sundays and be like, okay, what does the next week look like? And you'd be like, well, I have school on this day, and I have school on that day, and I work this day, and. And then I would be like, okay, well, my schedule is I work this day, I work that way, that day, and I'm meeting with Richard this day, yeah. at this time. And then from there, we would we would start to build things. Um, but it, but there's also uh, whenever it comes to priorities, there are some things that you can be flexible with. There are some things that you have to be strict about. Like if I was going and grabbing lunch with somebody that I know I could be like, Hey, look, I'm sorry. I really need to push this back. Then that's something I could be flexible with. Um, if it was something that every single week at the same time, every week that I'm, I'm meeting with my mom or something, um, and just having like a, a son, uh, mom date or whatever, um, every single week or at the same time, um, then that would be something where it's like, okay, we can't do it during that time. We can't yeah. get together during that time. Um, I would say just be honest with each other, don't get offended, because each person's priority is going to be different. Our priorities right now, even a year and nine months into it, are completely different yeah. whenever we see our relationship, and that's okay. Um, as long as you're going in the same direction, it's okay. Um, and eventually, I believe our, our priorities will line up and, and they will look very linear and and similar to each other um and then the last thing i would say is intentionality intentionality is a big thing like i talked about before a shared calendar or whatever if even if you don't have a shared calendar putting things on your calendar is very important yeah. so that you are being intentional about the time that you spend with that person so that you're not just 
being flippant about it. So, so that person knows that you are respecting them and honoring them and that they are an important part of your life, that you want to get to know them, that you want to move this relationship forward. Mm. So, um, and then also another thing with intentionality, and this is something that we actually do a pretty good job of, even though sometimes there are arguments that come from it, but I think those arguments come from miscommunication and misunderstanding more than more than anything but it's saying okay we are going to see each other x time x amount of times a week or x amount of times a month mm -hmm. and sticking to that being intentional you're letting that other person know hey you mean enough to me that i am going to set aside this many times in a week or this many times in a month mm -hmm. so that we can spend time with each other and then the expectation is clear and nobody's confused there you go expectation is clear nobody's confused so how would you rate our time management skills um, like three months in compared to right now? Oh, goodness. On a scale from one to ten, where were we three months in? Maybe like a four. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's fair. I would, I, would, I would probably say like two or a three, but yeah. Yeah, um, maybe a three would be a better. Okay, right, let's go so three. three. All right, and then now that we're a year and nine months in, where do you think on on scale from one to ten, where are we time management wise? Maybe like a seven and a half. Okay, okay. Is that higher than you would have said? No. Oh. Uh, it's it's a little lower. I would have said probably like an eight. eight. Yeah. I think we we just. I mean, we're, we're good about it. It's just that there, like I said, I think a lot of it comes from misunderstandings and miscommunications mm. uh, and misinterpretations of what a person is saying. Yeah. Um, so I think that has, that plays a, a, a big part of it. So now that we have finished those three up, we're on to the fun part of this where, where um, this is not biblically based at all. Uh, we're not going to be looking in the Bible. It's against the Bible, though. Right, right. But we're not going to be looking into the Bible and, and reading what God has to say about it. But we're going to be talking about date ideas. Um, the biggest thing about dating, guys, is don't be boring. Have fun. Dating is supposed to be fun, don't you think? Um, there are a lot of people, if y'all don't know, I'm 31. She is 23. So, yes, I, um, I am super lucky um but Why? uh because i'm so young well i mean yeah i mean look at me and look at you you're you clearly out of my looks life in this no, relationship i don't know what you're not. talking about anyway um but we are in different places uh emotionally physically uh mentally spiritually there are some people that are closer to my age that go okay I, my, my internal clock is, is ticking and I need to get married. I need to have kids, yada, yada. And so they go about dating in a way that it's more of an interview than a date. And there's not a lot of fun. It's just very serious. Okay. Tell me about this. Tell me about that. Do you want to have kids? Do you want this? And, and it's more along the lines of like, I need to know if you're compatible because if you're not, then I need to get out of here and I need to move on to the next person because mm. I need to find that person that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. Um, but dating needs to be fun. It, it, it's supposed to be fun. So uh, I would say don't go and do things where you can't talk to each other, you know, like going and seeing a movie all that often. We, we didn't fall into that. 
um, we were very much like a let's go sit down at the coffee shop and, and talk. Yeah. And it's very important to get to know the other person. So early on in dating, do things where you can talk to each other. You know, don't, and like I said, don't be boring. So go and do something exciting. If, if you've always wanted to go rock climbing and the other person is up for it, go rock climbing. If what would be fun to you and, and the other person would be all right with it, it, it is going and, and learning how to do something like learning how to knit or, or learning how to cook or something like that, go and do that. Because while you're doing those creative things, you can also get to know another person. What do you think we're were like the best dates that we went on especially early on in our in our dating life mine was my birthday because we'd only been dating like what, a, month. a month less than a month yeah less than a month but we had my christmas sweatshirts and we had fun we went out with my family yeah 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 that was a that was a good one um were there any were there any that you were like eh, this wasn't the best but you know whatever no no you enjoy time with me all the time Oh, I mean, we're like, I feel like you understand that I'm the type of person that's like super casual. Yeah. And so like, we don't ever go out and do things that like, I'd be like, yeah, I'm not really into this, you know? Like, right. yeah, we'll get up and go get dressed up and go somewhere every now and then, but we're very much like pretty casual. People. Well, let me ask you this. You were, you were not very into sports whenever we started dating and I am very much into sports. And so what about like the, the, the times where like we went out and we watched the stars games Were they were, I mean like you, you probably had a little fun because we were around each other, but like, were they something that you're like, Oh man, that was a lot of fun. I mean, not always, right. but I mean, that's a part of dating, isn't it? Where you have to do things like you're not always going to do what you want to do. Sometimes good point. you do things for other people. That's a good point. Yeah. I would say, um, and I mentioned this last week actually, um, Pretty early on in, into our dating, we had uh, a paint date, yeah. and I really liked that one because we were we spent some time in the coffee shop, um, and we and I gotten some some watercolors, some brushes, some like uh, paper canvases or whatever, and we just painted, and we painted the entire time, and then at the end we exchanged them with each other. The one that you gave me is still hanging up on on my refrigerator. Uh, I think the one that I gave you is up on your up wall. On the wall yeah. And, um, you know, I, it, we weren't, we weren't any good. Uh, let's just be honest. We weren't any good. We're, we're not, not we're artistic. not painters. Yeah. We're not artistic, uh, in that way. Um, but it was still a lot of fun because we got our creative juices going and we spent that time just talking to each other and having a good time, um, and just spending that time with each other. Um, uh, and then another thing that I really enjoyed was going to the, um, uh, the antique mall. Um, we would spend time walking around at the different booths and things like that. And I have some very, very cute pictures Wait, of you that I will probably show right here. Um, <laughs> and I, I even back have in my blonde days, my uh -huh. hair will I'll look like a completely different person. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, anyway, dating should be, should be fun. So go and do things that are fun, uh, have fun with each other, bring out good good uh good things out of the other person um that's typically what fun dating does to kind of wrap up here um ultimately the biggest and most important thing is don't be unequally yoked be yoked to someone be in a relationship with someone who is who is going down the same path as you 
um, who is a believer. That is first and foremost. If you are not with someone who is a who is a Christian, and it is early on in the dating or even right before dating, I would suggest not getting there. Maybe just be friends and care about that person and turn that caring from a romantic caring into just a I care about the fact that right now you're going to hell if you if you die um, and and really focus in on that um, but I think probably one of the biggest things that we brought up is intentionality what intentionality does at the beginning of dating it sets four things the first thing would be sets importance uh, what needs to be talked about what needs to be heard um, and then it sets the tone um, what the relationship will look like moving forward right so that's that's a lot of like time management and priorities, um, you know, things like that. Um, the third thing that it sets is it sets the priorities. Um, how important is what within the relationship? How important is is date night? How important is is um, you know core values, um, things like that. And then the last thing that it sets is it sets the boundaries. Intentionality sets the boundaries. How strong or how weak and will they hold? That's all contingent on intentionality. If you're not intentional about setting boundaries, then they will be weak and they will fall. If you are intentional about setting boundaries, then they will be stronger and and less likely to fall. It fits with our with our with the core scripture of the podcast um, being Matthew 22. 37 through 40, um, God, Jesus is saying, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And I think this fits uh, whenever it comes to early dating, um, probably because if you're going to love uh, and if you're going to be in a romantic relationship with, with someone, then you're going to love them. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, for watching. Um, be on the lookout next Monday. Uh, I will be having another guest, actually. Um, it's going to be my mom. A much cooler guest than me. Well, I can't. I can't say yes or no because I I lose either Your way. Your mom's pretty cool. I, I think <laughs> my mom is cool. very cool, and I can't wait for that. But I had a really really great time with you, babe. Bye bye. Round four of this podcast. Right. But uh, so be on the lookout next week. We'll be talking about moving from being parented and parenting, um, you know, parent to child, um, into more of a like mentor, even friendship kind of peer kind of relationship. Can you make that transition? What does it look like if you can? Um, it's going to be a really fun, interesting conversation. Um, so. Let's let things soak into us about how and what we talk and, and, and how we hear each other and listen to each other. Let's think about boundaries and if we're following those boundaries, do we need to set new boundaries? Let's also think about time management whenever it comes to being with the person that you are with uh, or even with yourself if you're single. Um, because I do believe that out of this, anyone who's listening can get something out of it so let's keep these things in mind guys uh, i know i will i know that we will um, and until next week i love you and i hope that god blesses you and i'll see you